Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This time on Vet Story. The rules of horror movies from screen. You never have sex, you never do drugs, and you never say, I'll be right back. Your, your chances of, of having an accident grow by 52% if you go out on Friday the 13th. I'm home alone, kind of scared. Think I'll shower. Gratuitous nudity, most likely. <laughs> if you have 13 letters in your name, you're, you're basically cursed. Charles Manson, Jeffrey Dahmer. A black cat holding a little Nazi mouse. Two surgeries so botched, someone opted for amputation instead. Hello and welcome to another episode of Vet Story. I'm your host, Phil Briggs. My first guest in the studio for the Friday the 13th podcast, (laughs) my colleague Jake Hughes. And uh, Jake, tell me what you're working on. I'm working on a list of the top 13 cheesy, campy horror flicks. Ooh. Oh, I like it. Oh, yeah, because there's nothing better on Friday the 13th than watching some stupid group of teenagers get themselves killed because they're idiots that don't run away and call the cops. Instead, Instead, they just stay in the woods and think, oh, everything will be fine. You know, and it's always the two that go to make out that get killed first. I love that. Like, if I was ever in a, like, dark cabin along a lake in, like, October through November, and it was just us, like, five teenagers, I would not be the guy that says, hey, Jane, come with me. Let's go kiss in the back room. It's like the rules of horror movies from Scream. You never have sex, you never do drugs, and you never say, I'll be right back. And you never take a shower. Why is it they always take showers, too? I'm home alone, kind of scared. Think I'll shower. Gratuitous nudity, most likely. (laughs) Another hallmark of really good campy horror movies. Well, let's talk about your list real quick. What do you got on it? Let's see. One I want to talk about is uh, Sleepaway Camp. It's a slasher flick from the 80s. And y'all, I've watched a lot of horror movies. This is hands down one of the worst I have (laughs) ever ever seen the from you know hor- shots that last way too long horrible acting and the single most bizarre pointless twist in movie cinema history let's go swimming now what about our clothes take them off okay. it's this movie has no redeeming qualities and i could not recommend it higher Nice. I cannot recommend it highly enough. It is just hilarious. You will watch this movie and laugh your butt off the entire time. That's awesome. Sleepaway Camp? Sleepaway Camp. Okay. Um, next on the list. Next on the list. Let's see. What other ones can I talk about? Ah, Arachnophobia. It's a movie from the 90s starring Jeff Daniels about killer spiders. And I got to be honest, this movie actually gave me arachnophobia. <laughs> it's a bit of a story. When I saw it when I was six years old with my family and two minutes into it, my feet are up on the couch and I'm rocking back and forth because I'm scared. My sister, I didn't know this. She had already seen the movie. So there's a jump scare in the movie where the huge spider leaps onto someone's shirt. She crawled behind the couch and right when the spider said, Bleh, she jumps up and goes, Bleh. y'all, I jumped like five feet straight out in the air. <laughs> 
and I cry uncontrollably for like two hours. Right. And I've been terrified of spiders ever since. But the movie itself Are is you really scared of spiders? To terrified. Like, not even kidding. Like, a little itty-bitty spider, and I'm like, yeah. Really? I can't handle it. My like, bearded, brawny, badass colleague, army vet, DI, the whole nine, you're scared. <laughs> terrified of spiders. It, I, I cannot deal. Cannot hang. Nope. Can't do it. The movie itself, though, looking back on what I remember, is actually pretty good. It's got some good humor in it. Okay. And it's uh, it's a good movie. Nice. All right, next on the list? Uh, the number one, I'll, I'll spoil it, the number one on the list is The Evil Dead. Ooh. It's yeah, the classic Sam Raimi fic that, or flick. That It's one of the few that really manages to balance real horror and uh, with absurdity and sheer, you know, what are they doing? But at the same time, maintains that atmosphere of yeah. dread throughout the whole movie. There's some genuinely creepy moments in that movie, but also moments where you're like, what? What the heck is that? Quickly, Evil Dead. Why is it like I'm, I'm drawing a blank? Stars on that. Bruce Campbell. Okay, you know Bruce Campbell is. It's one of the original, you know, schlocky horror movies from the '80s. Right. About. Uh, a bunch of college students that go to the woods. They read from the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, the Book of the Dead. Okay. And they'll wake a bunch of demons in the woods that possess them. And it's just, it's a far out movie that I suggest everyone, if you're into bad horror movies, this one's one of the best. I like it, man. Pop yourself some corn, grab a seat on the couch, and JQ's with the movie reviews that you need. Awesome, brother. Have yourself as scary as Friday the 13th. You too, brother. All right, our next guest on the Friday the 13th podcast is our very interesting and often spooky VA reporter, Mr. Jonathan Copanger. Happy Friday the 13th. I know, right? Okay. I, know. I and, love it. And... And I, and I love spooky stuff. Yeah. Right? In fact, we're both kind of freaks. I think yeah. we both, okay. you know. We like, were in the Navy. It kind of goes. <laughs> we like the, <laughs> the freaky, spooky stuff. Uh, let me read the lead of your article if I can. Yeah. Because good luck with those two words. I want to try to get through this. Whether you're periscovidicaiatriophobic yeah. or suffer from frigatriscaidecaphobia. Yeah. It's fun to say. I got frigophobia. <laughs> okay. Whether you have either of those conditions, today probably just isn't your day. But did you know that Friday the 13th is actually bad for you and there's scientific evidence to back it up? Yeah, there is. So I now turn to you, kind sir. What the hell kind of scientific evidence is there to support the fact that a mere date is bad for our health. Yeah. So back in the nineties, um, in England, they did a, they decided to, to check this out. So they looked at Friday the sixth and Friday the 13th. And okay. so they, they did several years of, of research on this and there were fewer people out on the road on Friday the 13th than there were on Friday the sixth, but more accidents happened on Friday the 13th than they did on Friday the sixth. You have 50, oh. your, your chances of, of having an accident grow by 52% if you go out on Friday the 13th. So it is bad for you. And thanks for freaking telling me that like hours before my drive home yeah. today. Right? I, <laughs> like, good luck with that, man. Good luck with that. Okay, so uh, research has proven a higher risk of getting in a car accident today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What else? Um, so uh, in my research, I realized that um, both Fridays and the number 13 are bad luck. So why? Going back to number hmm. 13, if we do the 13, um, and mathematicians have come up with this, there's a hole that I want to poke in their theory, but, but maybe you'll figure that out too. Ancient man 
we you know had 10 fingers and two feet so the highest they could count would be number 12 i guess they didn't have toes i don't know if those came in later but that's beside the point wait hold on say that yeah yeah, yeah. ancient man we had 10 fingers this is what mathematicians have come up with and 10 toes no no no, no. 10 fingers but two feet so the highest you could count would be 12 i, I don't see that that's realistic Right. But that, this is what my research came up with. Because I think if you count any other appendages, you know, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. You could come 13. up <laughs> and that's probably unlucky for you. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So that's okay. why you have like a, a day is made up with two 12 hour, you know, half days. Um, you, there were 12 apostles. There were um, like 12 tribes of Israel. There's 12 months to a year. There's 12 Zodiac signs. So 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12 huh. history is what you get. So of course that means 13 is going to be unlucky. Huh? All right. Yeah. So then modern culture, you know, we're supposed to be advanced. 80% of high rises in the United States do not have a 13th floor. I knew that. Yeah. Most airports, most hospitals, they don't use like a gate 13 or there's not another number room or a 13th room. Right. Um, it just, they just don't use it. And then <laughs> this one I really liked. If you have 13 letters in your name, you're, you're basically cursed. You're considered cursed. And let's think about this. I'll name up a few okay. and, and, and just follow along. Jack the Ripper. There's 13 letters. Charles Manson, Jeffrey Dahmer, Theodore Bundy, Albert DeSalvo, all 13. <laughs> Adolf Hitler. You're thinking that's only 12. Nope. His, his original name was Adolphus Hitler. So that's 13. 13. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but wouldn't that just be like, if you have 13 letters in your name, you're an a- <laughs> well, definitely these, the people I listed, yes. Okay. It's extremely. But but there were other instances yeah. of people that had uh, early demise or got into trouble or had some other bad stuff in their life. and they People had- just did not want to name their kid a name that had 13 letters. It just, you just don't do it. And maybe go back through like your list of people you know yeah. that have had really horrible yeah. luck and count the letters in their name. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Give it a shot today. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then why Friday is bad. Um, the Bible has a lot of history with Friday being bad. Um, Garden of Eden. Supposedly, it was on a Friday that Eve tempted Adam with the forbidden fruit. Hi, wait, that's... The Friday's a Greco-Roman calendar thing, right? I mean, they didn't have Friday when... They... You backtrack, backtrack. Um, I'm just saying what I found. Yeah, I'm not saying this is true. I'm just saying that I found it. And we go back, the Great Flood supposedly started on a Friday. I don't know how they know this. But supposedly it did. Um, Tower of Babel, you know all that? The builders, yep. they were cursed on a Friday. And Solomon's temple was destroyed on a Friday. And the one that we can, we can you know, have, have, have good backup on, the crucifixion took place on a Friday. Yeah, you know, we, no, we do. And we do honor the day called yeah. Good Friday, which is anything but good. Then on the pagan side of thing, Romans did their executions on Fridays. But then if you go to the Christian side of it, that was the Sabbath. So if you did anything besides anything Christian on the Sabbath, you weren't going to get God's blessing. So it kind of morphed into a cursed day. Whoa. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. Um, Can I just, I don't know. Can I wrap this up by saying that the irony here is if like ancient people counted 10 fingers, two feet, (laughs) making 12 the perfect number. And I want to count my 13th appendage. <laughs> the irony there is that if I actually find some amorous reason or some, you know, romantic interlude, they call that getting lucky. Yeah. But yeah, yet well, I'm using the 13th appendage and that is a very unlucky. A baker's dozen is a very lucky thing because you get 13 donuts. <laughs> so it really just depends how you look at it. 
Wow. Either it's the worst thing in the world or it's the 13th donut. Yep. I love it. Awesome. Great reporting. Jonathan Copehanger, I will always be amused by this day after this story. Thank and you. I'll be amused by your 13th appendage. <laughs> hey, wait. That's not funny. All right, our next guest in the Friday the 13th hot seat, our very own managing editor, Mr. Chaz Henry. How are you? Good, good. And uh, doing okay so far on the 13th? Yes, yes. So far we have had zero... Knocking knocking on... (laughs) (laughs) We've had zero workplace fatalities thus far. (laughs) That's right. But uh, the day is not over as this (laughs) podcast is being recorded, so uh, hold our breath. Uh, You have actually not so much a scary Friday the 13th story, but kind of a cool military history angle to it. Tell me about it. This has to do with my dad, who in the latter part of World War II, 1944 and 45, fought with the Army's 13th Armored Division. And, uh, you know, given the the problems some people have with, uh, you know, being uh, wary of uh, the 13th, they sort of went overboard in uh, sort of putting it in your face. Right. There was the Black Cat Division. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so, you know, the fear of black cats, and uh, they had uh, a, one particular logo that had a black cat under an open ladder with an open umbrella on top of it. There may even have been a banana peel, I, right. I think, below the ladder. And so they were they were just sort of, uh, you know, turning it around and saying, uh, you know, maybe we'll be your bad luck enemy, you know. That is awesome. Talk to me about the logo, too. You said there's one other aspect of it that um, I remember you explaining. Uh, there was the black cat, and it was holding... Okay, this was in a uh, yearbook that my dad had from uh, his division, and there, there was a cartoon of a black cat holding a little Nazi mouse. This little <laughs> mouse had a, a Nazi armband, as I recall, on, on one of its legs. The cat's holding it by its tail over a frying pan. Nice. <laughs> so they were bringing the bad cat, uh, bad luck, the black cat, bad luck to uh, the Germans. Well, that is good. And actually, that's the luckiest damn story we've heard among all of them about Friday the 13th. So thank you for bringing that to our attention. Turned out to be lucky for my dad. He came back okay. All right, and our final unlucky reporter to sit in the Friday the 13th hot seat, Mr. Matt St. Singh. Hello, hello. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm not bad. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. But the day's not over yet, so let's... Fingers crossed. Get through it. Yeah. Or whatever we got to do to make sure this <laughs> day works out in our favor. Uh, your story I found interesting. And allow me, may I, may Please. I take the lead? Please do. The wrong screw used in the bone of one patient. An incorrectly severed tendon in another. Two surgeries so botched someone opted for amputation instead oh man i'm on the edge of my seat what the hell are you talking about in this article i'm talking about a va hospital in tongas maine now there's been a horrifying report come out from usa today and you can read this all on connecting bits.com uh a single podiatrist, uh, a foot doctor, a doctor of podiatry. A sole podiatrist? A sole podiatrist. Thank <laughs> you. Bump. Thank you. I added that in the article, too. Um, <laughs> I, I saw your There's horrible. no pun beneath me, my friend. Uh, yeah, so this one guy, Thomas Francini, a podiatrist, is responsible for 88 separate incidents. Uh, he was allowed to quietly resign from the VA in Tongas, Maine, and now operates a podiatry practice in New York City. Now, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So all these things we talked about before, the severing of the tendon, the wrong screw, the botched surgeries, that's all this guy. And he's not practicing in New York City. 
Now, one would ask. And hold on. Yeah, pause. Sure, sure, sure. And this is real. Like, this is not just, uh, you know, no, uh, yeah. fake news or made for fiction or a parody. This is an investigation done by USA Today, and we link to it. You can go read it yourself. Uh, and It's harrowing, some of these details. It, I mean, it's gross. Wow. Like, yeah. Yeah, I almost feel bad for, like, uh, taking such a soft shoe approach to the intro to the right. story because this because this s is real yeah yeah yeah. Whoa. these are actual people someone who a woman actually got her uh leg and foot amputated because the, the surgeries were so messed up uh so let's just take that one for example yeah so she has surgery and we're talking like it was so messed up during the surgery that she's like no just cut it off or or, or she had complications that were so difficult that she later went back and was and and preferred to yeah. So it was an ankle that needed to be reset and he tried the podiatrist tried twice to reset it and screwed up both times. And the pain was so bad uh that the uh patient she opted to actually get it amputated. Oh. Yeah. I can only imagine. I can only imagine that kind of pain. That is horrible. And then press fast forward on the story and he was dismissed by the VA? I mean they fired him? Well, he was allowed to quietly resign and the state of Maine at- the body who licensed the podiatrist never knew about it in the first place. So how is that? How, how is it possible? It just has to do with the bureaucracy within the VA and how um, it would have been uh, embarrassing. It would have been a black guy on the Tongass, Maine to let it happen. All these cases, 88 separate times, just with this one podiatrist, by the way. Uh, and so they just wanted him to, to get out the door, ushered quietly, but he was able to cross a border or two and open up shop in New York city, which is horrible to think about. Is the guy still in business? As far as I know, yeah, he is. Maybe, maybe not after today. I hope. I would hope not. Yeah. What's his name again? Uh, yeah. If you're in the New York City area and you have foot pain, do not go to Thomas Franchini. I can't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but this is getting some action on Capitol Hill, where the uh, House Veteran Affairs Committee Chairman, uh, Representative Phil Rowe, who's a medical doctor himself. He has said, as a physician, I find this deeply troubling. So him and two other Republican lawmakers, uh, Kathy McMorris Rogers from Washington, as well as Bruce Poliquin from Maine, uh, are getting their hands in it. And they're, they're introduced legislation that would require the VA to notify the state uh, licensing bodies whenever there's been a uh, malpractice or a, a mistake within the care. Now, in creating that legislation, do they open the door to the fact that the patient can report Absolutely. such a situation because well, let's face it if i make a mistake here making yeah. this podcast yeah. and i'm duty bound and obligated to report all mistakes made in producing of all podcasts <laughs> i might overlook a few of the mistakes i've made even in our very conversation right now and not report them yeah. i mean they allow the victims here to report these problems this bill would require the va to notify the state boards uh, itself i am uh, not sure if it if it has to do with the VA has to notify the patient. I know within with this case, with this podiatrist and with this VA facility, many patients were not aware of it. Uh, and the state of Maine definitely wasn't aware of it. And so they're just trying to close that loophole. It's pretty outrageous to think about it, but I'm glad it's getting the attention it needs on Capitol Hill. All right, Matt. Well, I am glad you're covering stories like this, and I'm glad that you are giving them the attention that they deserve. We will go ahead and put our best foot forward as best as we can following this story. But I can't resist myself. Another pun. I can't resist myself. I wouldn't press your luck with those bad jokes on Friday the 13th. (laughs) And so concludes the Friday the 13th episode of Vet Story. 
Of course, if you want to read the stories we discussed, you can always check them out at ConnectingVets.com. And remember, even if you're not superstitious, sometimes it can pay to be just a little stitious. May you have good luck, a good night, and I'll talk to you again on ConnectingVets.com. Huh, did you hear that? No. Is there is there someone at the door? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.